0: The Dad Hammer Bolters and Booze, where we discuss all things Warhammer while staying hydrated with an adult beverage. I am David the War Boss, and I'm joined by the Dad Hammer Crew. A little bit of different intro this time because I have more than just Medicaid Steve. I'm joined by the Dad Hammer Crew. We're uh, three people as a, as a crew, a crowd, a team, whatever. And I've got Medicaid Steve here with me and Chief Librarian Lawson.
1: Steve, how are we doing? We're doing good, man. I uh, it's good to be back. I was adrift in the warp there for a minute, <laughs> um, so appreciate you fellas uh, picking up the heavy work and taking up my slack. So yeah, it's good to be back. The coastal warp. The, that's right. It was uh, not too bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so nice to be away.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Did you get any any Warhammery stuff done? Did you read anything? Did you do any? Modeling or I, uh, or painting. I was. Or... Uh,
1: I got pretty deep into the uh, Gaunt's ghost series. Oh, in the book. Nice. But that's about it. Yeah, it's really good. By the way, reading. Hmm. Reading. I don't know about and that. Words. Yeah, no, they're hard. Word, wo- words on page. Yeah,
0: that's difficult. I always fall asleep <laughs> whenever I read. So. Well, glad to have you back, my friend. Yeah, and yes, uh sir. the good news is, you, you did come back. You weren't replaced um the yeah exactly we just we have a plus one so mr chief librarian lawson how are you doing hi it's me the plus one how's it going <laughs> <laughs> the, the third wheel
2: i i am i am what keeps this tricycle going yeah. <laughs> without me you guys would just be a bicycle oh yeah that's right i mean yeah, I we'd know. be
0: faster though
2: you know would you though i don't know but okay. probably not but i bring stability you guys would just yeah, okay. fall over without me. You're just two wheels that, that can't stand up. All
0: right. So, so <laughs> serious question. Serious question. When's the last time anyone rode a bike?
1: Uh, not too long ago. Oh, okay.
0: Because mm-hmm. okay. I, yeah. I, I went on. We went on vacation. My wife and I went on vacation many years ago, and you know I used to ride bikes as a, as a kid all the time. But it had been mm-hmm. probably 15 years, you know. And they what they say, you know, once you you never forget how to ride a bike and uh so i get back on and oh my gosh I, I just i couldn't stop laughing at myself because i was like the wobbliest bike rider it was, it was really sad but well, so it's a lie everything they told me growing up as a kid is a lie pretty much i mean oh, just stick with the tricycle just, just <laughs> <an> exaggeration
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man we're off to a roaring start well um, indeed <laughs> lawson thanks for joining us again Thanks for having Uh me. we have a phenomenal show. We've got all, so much to talk about. Warhammer Day is was upon us and uh, we're going to talk about everything Warhammer Day, lots of cool models, really awesome stuff, showing off some some controversial stuff a little bit, things that have divided the community maybe, I don't know. Some of it was kind of lame, but some of it was really good. We'll talk about all that stuff and then we'll also hit the metawatch uh for those that are not aware, metawatch is Really just a look back from the Warhammer community guys, the, the hosts, Stu and Nick. Uh, they'll talk about the latest tournament scene and who won, who lost, and they'll have a big table of percentage, uh, win percentage, to see which army is doing really well. And that also determines what kind of rules changes and army balance things that they do. So we'll talk about the latest Meta watch and what that means for different armies and the community. So, lots to get to uh, discuss there. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Make sure to rate, follow, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And then you can find us on our website, dadhammerpodcast.com, and all of our social medias. And, um, you know, we, we've been trying to ratchet up our social media presence, taking more pictures and putting more stuff on there. Lawson just recently finished up a really cool diorama that we're going to put up on our social media site and feature on our website too. So make sure you check that out if you are so inclined. But first, before we get into the Warhammer Day stuff or the metal watch, we're gonna start with the most important part of every Dad Hammer podcast. And that is, what are we drinking? And, um, you know, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, and then, right. it, mine's not really that. I mean, it's, it's okay, it's not that exciting. Um, we're gonna start with the lame drink first. Mine is a repeat. And I say that with a little bit of a question because I think I've made it before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. Um, this is called a, a cable car, and it's got some spiced rum and some lemon juice and uh, some orange uh, curacao and some simple syrup, and it's all mixed mm. up. And it's yeah, it's pretty good. It's like a citrusy, sugary drink. I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. Is so like a pirate, old-fashioned? Um, sure. I mean, I feel like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where's the Rome? Maybe move? just the limp, you know, like the, the peg what, leg. What? That's kind of the only thing about piratey about me is I, I walk with a little bit of a limp and a strut. Kind <laughs> of like you ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> a little bit of a, a
2: little bit of a struggle
0: on the regular basis a struggle very much a struggle yeah less of a limp and a strut more of a struggle i think that's good like you know at some point in 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 my life i went from having a strut to a struggle <laughs> yeah, that's right what are you doing why are you walking like that i'm just struggling just old dude, <laughs> just yeah, struggling. Just a struggle. I like that, man. So Lawson, that's that's the new catchphrase. <laughs> I got you. That's what I'm All right. Doing. Well, anyway, so my drink's kind of lame, uh, but Steve, you're gonna have the cocktail, but we'll hit Lawson. What do you What do you got tonight for okay. the the mocktail?
2: I'm pretty excited about this because it tastes awesome. Uh, it's so much better than I thought it would. So we we got these things. It's a craft mix variety pack. That's that is the name of it. It is a mixed drink, uh, like pre-made mixed drinks. Um, mm-hmm. Comes with a bunch of different flavors, and essentially all you have to the way it's intended, you add liquor, water, and ice, and then the flavor packet that you have, and that's that's all you have to do. However, nice. oh. I repurposed it a little bit. So what I did is I took the craft one of the craft mixes, and I got it is called Blood Orange Mai Tai. Hopefully Mm -hmm. I pronounced that correctly. Mm -hmm. I probably Mm -hmm. didn't. That's okay. Anyways. That's right. That's right. I took the packet and I mixed it with a sparkling water, sparkling flavored water. It's uh, the brand of the water is American ice. And it was classic lemonade mixed with the blood orange Mai Tai. And it is like a lemony orange fizzy fruit punch. I I don't know how to It's It's awesome. That sounds good. I had mediocre yeah, expectations and was absolutely just. It, this thing is delicious. I'm very wow. much impressed. So
0: wow. So I wonder. I wonder if you like put some ice and blended that up. I bet that'd be really good for like oh, a frozen, yeah. a frozen drink too. That would
2: probably be awesome because the flavor is is amazing. The mm-hmm. the fizzy water that the American ice provides with the fruity uh, flavor that the pack packet provides. It's mm-hmm. they they complement each other very well. So I don't know. Blending a fizzy water. I've never done that before, so I don't know how well that would go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It, a little bit of science a little experiment.
1: Bit, a, little, a little messy. <laughs> be the, new, uh,
2: the new Altoid. Not Altoids. Um, the, the things in Coke. Uh, Mentos. Thank you. Mentos, Mentos and Coke. Mentos. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder what Altoids would do in Coke. Uh, nothing. Probably nothing. You'd make your Coke yeah, tea. yeah, you're right. Yeah. You'd waste two things. <laughs> <laughs> you just waste two things. Be
1: curiously strong.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, cool. That's a, that's a good mocktail. I, I like the balance. Hopefully our, our listeners do as well, where we've got the, the cocktails and the mocktails and some nights, I mean, Steve's been this way too. Sometimes you just don't want, mm-hmm. you don't want to mess with anything alcohol. I just, you just need something that tastes good.
1: Um, that's right. and
0: so, yeah, I'm going to have to try that. That sounds really good. Yeah. Well, cool. Steve, what kind of cocktail yes, you, you got the official war cocktail? What you got?
1: Yeah. So it's it's nothing like overly special or you know wild, but it's a little out of my wheelhouse. Uh, I don't usually drink these, so I was like, hmm, I've been wanting to do that, so let's do it. And it's really just a bloody Mary. But I decided to call it the chain axe Mm -hmm. because you know it's the favorite weapon of the world eater berserkers. And you know, bloody Mary just looks like a murder in a cup. So Um, and it's Halloween, so it works. Very spooky. Uh, it, it is spooky. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could be, you know, the blood of your enemies or tomato juice. Nobody's got to know. Yeah. Um, so you just take uh, one and a half ounces of your favorite vodka and four ounces of Zing Zang. Bloody Mary mix. I don't know. I like the name and it just made me laugh in the, in the store. So I bought it. I imagine they're all pretty similar. I like your decision-making
0: process. (laughs) Yeah, You're over there in the grocery
1: (laughs) store laughing. Oh, well that, that's it. That's the one. It's gotta be good. Uh, Splash of lime juice, uh, pour it over ice. And man, then you can go crazy. Then you can get uh, celery stalks, olives, pickles, bacon, Uh, you know raw meat whatever whatever let blood flow for the blood god right
2: (laughs) so So. (laughs) before before we go any further i i have to i have to tip my hand for a second here as 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 a resident uh non-drinker of alcohol do you actually put raw meat on your on your bloody mary like in, in no, all okay. Okay, Joe, okay. No, hey, no, hey, no. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> calm calm down. People do crazy things. I had to know. I mean, I've Steve... never had a bloody mary before.
0: <laughs> Lawson <laughs> Lawson was getting ready to just leave the podcast. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. Is that is this what you guys do? <laughs> I'm out of here.
1: Who is this I've met him,
0: but I didn't know he was a savage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is pretty disgusting, Steve. But see, yeah. I well, mean, you know, the thing is, what's funny about it is Lawson was like, well, okay, first of all, that sounds gross to me, but. It is Steve. So, <laughs> he was a little bit like. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be judgmental, but you know,
2: well, it's it's not because it was Steve. It's it is it is because it's a you know to each his own, right? If you if you want to put raw meat on your Bloody Mary, by no, all means, that's go gross. Ahead. No, like, if you I, do
0: that, I, you're gross. You're a gross okay. person. Right. Listen, <laughs> you should listen. never do that. <laughs>
1: And and and, and uh, professionally, <laughs> medically speaking, I I, I do not kill. can't
0: recommend <laughs> it. Okay, as, as a medical as, professional, do not recommend. recommend. No
1: stars. Do not recommend.
2: <laughs> as a resident medicaid, don't do this.
0: That's right. Don't do it. Well, um, I'm not a big fan of the the Bloody Mary in general, so I will probably not be. Sampling this chain axe cocktail that you've made. Yeah. Especially if it's got any disgusting raw meat on it. Especially. (laughs) No. But um, I hope you enjoy your chain axe. I will enjoy my lame cocktail that I've forgotten whether or not I've had it before. And Lawson, you enjoy your fruit punch fizzy thing. Yeah. And if you blend it, um, pictures and video, or it never happened. So, yeah, that's right. right. Video, please. Yep. Cheers and bottoms up, guys. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Well, let's get into some Warhammer Day action, some news, all kinds of stuff. I personally was really excited about war. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm always excited. Whenever they do some kind of preview, it, it could be the the lamest stuff ever, and I'm always excited. I, I can't help it. I don't know about you guys. Are you I mean, anytime they do a Warhammer Day or preview, I'm always really, really hopeful and, and jacked up about it.
1: I agree. If I went on the road, I would have been
0: glued to it. It sounds sounds like a lack of dedication to me, Steve. Uh
1: I know I was a cop out. Yeah, man.
0: you should just you should have just pulled over, like your whole family. <laughs> I can imagine your family in there singing like songs in the back seat, and all of a sudden you pull over on some strange back road. Dad, what are you doing? Shh, Warhammer Day. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was all kinds of cool stuff that was announced. Um, so I'll start just at, at the very top. I mean, we'll. We'll go down each each major announcement, and we'll start off with, um, uh, you know, oh, I, I, I I I I don't know what to huh. say. Um, the, the first announcement is supposed to be the start off with a bang, right? Um, this one not so much. So they announced a new Admech model, and you know, first and foremost, I'm not a huge Admech player, but that's okay, right? That I'll, I'm always excited about right. new models. They showed off, uh, what's this called? A Skitari Scatros, Scatros, mm. something like that. And, uh, I, if, if you haven't seen it, go, go to the Warcom site check it out. It is basically a sniper with a steampunk looking rifle on Inspector Gadget legs.
1: Yeah. I, go, go. I Inspector Gadget. Yeah, it's, it been was so bad. It was it's really so It was
0: really <laughs> bad. So, I mean, I, I don't know. My my initial thought of course that the paint job looks really good. The and trying to stick with the positives. The the head looks cool with the like two goggles, basically. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sniper rifle looks really sweet. The the all of the different little antenna stuff sticking out and very, very mechanized. But it almost looks like with the legs, when they cut them off at the knees, they just ran out of ideas. And they're just like, I don't know. Let's just put, put a couple of sticks down there. And, yeah. um, you know, they have the
1: exhaust pipe. It just looks like they ran out of but, ideas to me. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, man, I just can't get into the, the exhaust pipe. Just I can almost let the legs slide a little bit. But why does it have to hang so low? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I I have no desire to play AdMec first of all, but Mm -hmm. this, this model just looks, I mean, and also even if let's assume for the moment that someone looking at this and saying, Oh man, this is my jam. I love how crazy it looks. It's very 40 K. It's very over the top. And so we'll on the positive, but even if you put it together, I feel like this thing's going to snap in two. The minute that you try to transport mm-hmm. it anywhere, Lawson. I know you're not an Admech player or anything, but I mean, what what were your thoughts on this? <sighs> okay, not, g- not not great <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I yeah, yeah,
2: I it's yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, I the, there were just maybe some design choices that could have been done uh, a tad differently. Um, the the legs just look like. like You guys, you guys are old enough to remember cartoons, right?
0: Oh, thanks.
2: (laughs) Okay, cool. So, do you remember in You're welcome uh, in Looney Tunes when they would like get stuck on trees or bamboo, and they would like walk on them like stilts? That's that's what I think of when I look at that admic model, and I and I feel that that feels bad, but it's it's all I can think of. And Steve, I gotta I gotta agree the the exhaust on. I would have been better if they had attached it going up off the top of the backpack or something, and then yeah. maybe put like a, a cool scanner or, or camera or something like yep. to help extend uh, his range or whatever. That yep. would be super cool because he mm-hmm. he makes me think of a a scout kind of, uh, not entirely necessarily a scout, but like a surveyor. Uh, so they sit in the back line, they take out high value targets, and they can get a really good lay of the land because of their Go Go gadget stilts. I would also think they would need a scanner or camera at the top so the exhaust would want to go up and then attach that surve- surveillance device up there not at the bottom of the ground where the exhaust drags so but it doesn't
0: or, even make any sense like the the absolutely. stilts i don't understand why this why why would you need stilts like every other sniper and uh i mean i'm thinking about the eliminators and um mm-hmm. uh, space marines Right, they're they're they've got a cool cloak and they're hiding behind ruins that come with the the models. And if they're just trying to achieve height, then they could have put them up on you know maybe a, a giant pile of of mechanical looking ruins or uh, or even you know honestly take the the stilts off and put them on some kind of weird tank tread
1: body or something. You know, I don't know. or just articulate articulate make it look like he could go fast and give him some movement characteristics (laughs) like like bionic man I don't know (laughs) yeah because right now it's like hey I'm here to drywall your (laughs) seatbelt
0: (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just
1: not intimidated at all.
0: Oh my gosh! I hope I play against someone who has this because that's the first thing I'm going to say. I'm like, wow! What, what color? What color are you putting up there <laughs> yeah, on the ceiling? Yeah. While you're up there, can you uh, change out the <laughs> ceiling <laughs> fan? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a I got a floodlight
1: out. You'd be uh you'd be aces at that. Oh my
0: gosh! Well, I mean, even the stats like they showed off the stats here. Uh, it's you know it's one one attack one shot. And this is, well, of course, this is the only thing they're showing. Maybe there's some extra stuff that they're just not telling us, mm-hmm. but um, it's one shot. You're hitting on a three plus. I would think a two plus would probably be a little more intimidating. Yeah, so you're still okay. hitting on a three plus. The strength's not that great. Uh, and then the damage is variable. There's some extra goodies in here, whether or not you're hitting infantry and. I, I, would, I would guess you would bring this guy in to take out character units because it's got the precision mm. um, keyword and it can really just snipe anything. But it just looks so derpy. I don't see anybody, any, anyone, maybe that's serious, quote unquote serious uh, about mm. an army. Uh, but then again, you know, if you're somebody that's, that's looking to, to complete an ADMEC army and you want something crazy, Because everything else in the admec ADMEC army, I think looks looks okay. It looks looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, just this one. I don't know. just feels out of place, and they feel like they they ran out of ideas. But yeah, that's okay. Um, So, or we're gonna we're gonna start with that one. That wasn't the the best way to to kick off Warhammer Day, Um, (laughs) but I I just thought I always like to to listen to the announcer guys when they're talking about the new models and. Uh, you could just tell. I think they didn't say it was so cool. I think they just said it was really interesting or, <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, I feel for them, you know, because they've got to put lipstick on a pig at this point. But uh-huh. that's okay. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so um, from there, I, I thought they, they redeemed themselves on Warhammer Day. And they shifted over to the Necrons. That was the next announcement. Uh, Necrons getting um, a new a revamp of an existing model, Emotech mm-hmm. the Stormlord. And, uh, Steve, you and I are both are, Necron players. I, what do you think of this guy, the, the new storm
1: Lord? So I loved it, man. And actually I had a hard time when I was deciding, uh, you know, me, I start making up paint schemes as I go along mm-hmm. and most of my stuff doesn't really matter. <laughs> I might have five, like look like this and five look like that, but I was, uh, you know, trying to think about what dynasty to do for the, uh, Necrons I had. And in ninth edition, uh, I don't remember the dynasty, but they were like Imatex guys, right? Like he was the one, and kind of like a sort of an upstart against the Silent King, you know, right? Uh, very, po- very powerful stats, etc. But I didn't because they were just literally all silver. I mean, there was like no color to them. They were pretty kind of plain Jane, right? But man, this model looks so good and. Yeah, you know, I kind of hope that that sort of filters back in because it's been so long since I sort of read through like their that dynasty and you know, you know sort of what they can do and he buffed their their um, troops and stuff so well, uh, man. It's he's going to be like an uber overlord, you know. Yeah, pretty excited for that the, the the old model was fine, but I felt like it just didn't find a place in the game. Uh, but now I have a feeling that obviously they're bringing this model back, and this gives me hope for more characters, as well other characters. And uh, man, it's a good looking model. I love that cloak.
0: Yeah, really I I cool. think the only thing that I'll I'll say is that it's I would say this model is is fine. I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, you know, the the cloak definitely adds an, a different dimension to it, which is which is a good thing. But the, it's not. Um, it's not doing anything crazy. It's just kind of standing there yeah, on a, a floating platform. And I don't, I that, that mean, it's, it's not a bad model at all. I mean, but it looks about the same as every other model in the Necron Army. So it, it didn't really do enough for me to stand out. I wish it might have Maybe you've been standing on top of uh, a, even a larger rock. I know we they, mm-hmm. the big complaint in uh, in the community about all these tactical rocks that they put <laughs> on so many rocks. But then that you know that gets rid of the the little uh, translucent poles and stuff that they have to put mm-hmm. models on. But I, I don't mind this. But it wasn't anything that just really stuck out at me. I don't know. Lawson did any any thoughts on this model? Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't actively play Necrons, so I don't have much of an opinion. I I do believe. I feel free if you guys know that know more than I do in this situation. Um, the previous one was a uh, not a resin; it was the the metal one, right? Um, did they have a plastic one before no, this? No, I th- think it may have be been a
1: fine cast fine? or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like that. yeah.
2: Well, I do really. I I think the model is really really cool. Uh, I think he's got a really awesome pose. And personally, I I prefer the the tactical rocks over the uh, clear butt sticks. Um, <laughs> yeah. They yep. because I with the too. rocks you can I can clip the rocks off and make my own base. I can there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. I, I can really get creative with it. But with the with the butt sticks, it's it's kind of hard to 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 do much with those. You you can't hide mm. them. It's very difficult to make it blend in unless you mm-hmm. go like in the case of inceptors. So for my inceptors, um, I bought these smoke trails instead of the yeah. clear sticks and I like them a lot better or Steve, I know you have some suppressors that uh, are, I think pose jumping off of that rock. Right.
1: Yeah. I made uh that look like a derelict buildings as if they just like landed on, you know, kind of a ruin or something like that. Yeah. I just, <sighs> I prefer the tactical rocks. It's easier to build around.
2: Or if you just feel lazy, if you're like I don't really want to build a whole base mm-hmm. here, it's okay. You have tactical rocks yeah, right. saves the day.
0: Yeah, I, I so. agree. I, and you know, looking at this model, they have a couple of pictures where the cloak the cloak is really the thing that yeah. that stands out the most. What I what I do like about it is got got the little scarab bugs crawling over the cloak. And if for anyone that's seen the Pariah Nexus show, which we've talked quite a bit about. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of scenes where those little scarabs are crawling all over the mm-hmm. place, and it gives you a really creepy, uh, almost like the mummy. You know the Brendan Fraser yeah. movie back in the day where those yeah. little scarabs are crawling around. Um, that that's what this reminds me of, and it's got a good uh, Egyptian type of a, a mummy feel to it. So I I don't mind the cloak at all. I wish it would have been. They they would have put something else maybe on the model or or being in a more dynamic pose, but that's okay. I I think the model looks cool, and you know for anyone that that wants a replacement uh, or to add this one to their force, I'm sure it'll come in some Christmas box set with a bunch of other stuff that mm. you may or may not want. But anyway, this models looks cool. I thought this was a good step up from the Inspector Gadget model that we first got on Warhammer Day. <laughs> So a good upgrade, uh, but then from there, I thought it, it really took a step up. They they showed off a Age of Sigmar model, and you know we talk a lot about forty k. This is this is mostly a forty k show, but we all look at the Age of Sigmar. I have a, a Skaven army. Uh, Steve, I know on a backlog. You've got the Slaves of Darkness, and mm-hmm. um, Lawson, you've got the uh, your your mulch man, your, your skeleton army <laughs> mulch man is a, is a long story. So, what's that thing called <laughs> the, that uh, eats the,
2: uh, the, Oh, see you've asked me and I have now forgotten one moment. Yeah. It'll come, well, whatever. It's that one
0: model that, that eats the, the, the enemies and then turns it into more skeletons. It's got like a backpack that it throws them in and I always just call it the mulch man. It just yeah, turns it, them it's... into mulch and then spits out more skeletons, <laughs> the most annoying model in all of age of Sigmar, in my opinion, Unless you're playing it and then it's like the best thing ever. So, uh, but anyway, they showed off a Lord Relictor Ionis Cryptborn. That's a mouthful, but holy crap. I mean, this Good thing grief. is a, a, a Stormcast model with a skull face. Uh, very not, uh, very un-Stormcast-like, un, uh, in my opinion. Riding on top of a red dragon that's on top of another ruin. And, oh, man, this thing looks cool. I I think this is the coolest thing. And I, I'm a Stormcast Eternal. I'm trying to build uh, a Stormcast mm-hmm. army in the process. And when this thing came out, I got so excited. I'm, I'm definitely picking this guy up as soon as I get the rest of my armies painted. And, you know, that's a that's a different story. But uh, this thing looks so cool. Lawson, um, you know, any... I, I guess, was this giving you vibes of your, um, your, your skeleton army? Uh,
2: this model particularly, not, I, honestly no. when I, when I saw the, the character anyways, the first thing I thought of was the chaplains from, uh, 40 mm. K. Yeah. Um, this, this model though, it's fantastic. I, I, I won't lie there. There was a part of me just as a. Was a modeler <laughs> that wanted to get the model just to build it and paint it and make it look super cool. I, it's that's it's a really cool looking model. Uh, I that's that one's impressive. It, yeah. It's pretty neat. Also, by the way, uh, shame on you. You forgot the most important part of his name. It's Sigmar's prodigal son. You forgot that oh. bit. That's, that's Sorry. Very nice. Yeah. Very important.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you know me. I'm not I'm not the lore guy. I just like the the, the <laughs> thing that looks really cool on the table that I get to move around. And it's like, oh, yeah, but this is the child of the so and so and he die. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to roll dice. <laughs> does, it, does
2: it do smash a smash a? If yes, then play
0: that's right that's me so you guys tell me the cool backstory and i'm like yep that sounds good i'm gonna roll these d6s (laughs) all day long that's right but this this thing is Uh, a is a centerpiece uh it and then the best part i thought is that you can include it if you want to in an all storm drake army essentially and i've got two of the storm drake guard um already and you know i i think this would just be cool to have a you know, as a, almost like a, well, 40 K, it'd be like a leader, uh, attached mm-hmm. to it. So,
1: you know, man, I, I'm a, I'm a chaplain nut. I, I just, those are my, some of my favorite like characters and stuff. And I saw this, I was like, Oh, how can I make that 40 K? I can't, <laughs> but, uh, man, that's model of the year. I think. I,
0: I, I don't know,
2: man. So, don't to know. me so far, it's pretty good. Know ah uh, i don't know but the, okay but the next one is really good mm.
0: yeah but we're not going to talk about that one yet actually okay. we are well. that's fine yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's a, it's a what, a what a segue um yeah. so then the next one is a sylvaneth model it's and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher the name i don't know it's bell belthenos first thorn of kernoth Man, I don't know who comes up with these names. Like, I, I feel like they've got a, a committee that just sits down, like, all right, we got a tree on top of a bug. What are we going to call this guy? You know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Not with well, the Sylvaneth, or really just sure. there's spirits inside like tree branches and leaves and stuff. And this one happens to be riding on top of a bug.
2: Okay. So picture this, right? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know I've, I've simplified it a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to make it better for you. The committee sits at the table, and they're like, "Okay, we have this giant leader tree on top of a bug. What are we gonna name him?" And somebody goes, "He looks really cool. We should call him Thanos." Somebody's like, "No, no, you—you've already used Thanos. You can't use Thanos." He goes, "Okay, well, we have to make it different. What about Bell Thanos?"
0: (laughs) <laughs> and then everybody stands up and claps and, just, and just they, claps, they yeah. carry them out of the room yeah <laughs> I, I i think uh re- regardless of the name i mean you know obviously people get paid a lot of money to come up with these crazy names this is this is a very cool model i like its pose mm-hmm. where it's it's kind of trumpeting the it's got a you know i don't even know how to describe this thing it's a a tree with a lot of tree armor and a lot of antlers and thorns and a, a cape full of leaves. It's, it's very, it's very, um, well, it's Sylvaneth. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. There then been a very uh, red, fiery looking beetle thing. And then it's, but it's, the cool part, I think, it's got this horn that I could just imagine uh, just, you know, declaring the, the troops, the, the forces are coming. Here comes the, the cavalry, right? To, to come in and, and take over the enemy. I just thought this model looked really, really cool. The only thing is I'm not a this gives this gives me elf vibes and uh, being a votan player Uh-oh. and a dwarf player, I'm like oh, here we go there's too many curly cues on this thing and and <laughs> too many leaves and and I just it just doesn't do it for me however um i I still think it's a cool model well
1: yeah, it's a good model
2: as your resident yeah. lore nerd um <laughs> I, I can tell you that the the horn, uh, that is the the horn of um, Belthanos. No, <laughs> it, it's essentially it's it's from like the Warhammer the Old World. So you had um the Orion. Uh, who was the the big wood elf leader kind of in the old world um and he would call the the wild hunt is what it was called and it was this thing where basically all the wood elves gather together and they just go on this really long journey across the world just you know hunting um so he's got the horn of orion it's the the horn of the wild hunt so he's essentially calling the wild hunt back uh, is, is kind of the mm. the general that's the gist of it i'm sure there's probably way more that goes into that but i i recognized the horn and when they were talking about it at the warhammer fest i was like oh i know what that is so that's kind of that's what that is i'm sure yeah. there's way more lore into it than just that that's very surface level but that's kind of that's the gist of it
0: well no that's, that's cool i i think anytime you can bring in a, a story even even if it's for elves i mean it when you, when you can bring in a story <laughs> jokes aside when you can bring in a story into the game and put a theme around you know what you're doing it just it just makes it so much more fun and uh, i always like i remember watching the, some of the, the the best battle reports that they've done on warhammer tv i think involved the sylvaneth because they have mm-hmm. the the wildwood the, the trees mm-hmm. and they've had a couple mm-hmm. where they were going up against nurgle and one of the missions was to purify this, the, the pools of water and they would have those on the table. And then whenever Nurgle would come in and infest them, they would swap it out with a different color pool. And then when the Sylvaneth would come in and purify it, I mean, I just like the, what they do with age of Sigmar, but also whenever they have the Sylvaneth in there, that the models look really just fantastic. I mean, yeah, the, the one that the picture that they have with uh, some of these archers and other sylvaneth elf looking guys riding around on these winged beetles It's so just mm. a really cool backdrop for mm-hmm. for an army and, and building that so uh impressive model but uh there was a couple more releases as part of warhammer day and you know i thought we'd quickly hit on they, they did announce some kill team stuff for mm-hmm. uh aldari and um these some new space marine scouts um, you know, the Aldari look cool, right? They're, I don't think they're anything special per se. It's nothing crazy new that they haven't done before. They're good-looking uh, plastic Aldari models. I mean, they, they look good. Same mm-hmm. for the scouts. I like the the poses, but they're uh, still just more space marine-looking guys. Um, but, you know, that's one thing. And then they showed off, I, I saw that they were going to show off some terrain. So originally when they... Uh, scanned the first picture, I saw terrain in the background. I got really excited, and then they showed the terrain, and I was like, "Oh man!" Ed, I know it's kill team. I, I know you don't want yeah. anything too crazy, but this—I was just a little disappointed in this terrain.
1: I think it could have gone a better direction. Uh, I was—I've been looking at it. I was like, "How could I use that?" And I mean, you could, but it's not going to do you any good in 40k no like you're you're just either going to be standing on an elevated platform or you're going to be in the wide you're, you're going to be under it and still be kind of open and no concealment you know that kind of thing yeah um it looks cool but it would work great for kill team but it's still kind of open i mean yeah kill team I, even the board a little bit more even the yeah. the
0: board that it came that it comes with here i i just think looks is that water is it sand well, is it gravel I, so it's supposed
2: know. to be water and the idea although i agree with everything you just said the idea behind the terrain is that you're essentially on on an oil rig And Mm -hmm. if if I understood the way it was explained correctly, there are special rules where you can push other players, other characters off into the water and they suffer Mm -hmm. like some sort of they either die or suffer some serious negative effects. So it it's it's designed to like play together, uh, which is great for Kill Team. But if you try and, you know, like Steve said, take that outside of Kill Team into 40K, it's just it's not going to work unless you seriously modify the terrain that comes in that box. And and at that point, you may as well just go by terrain that fits what you're looking for to begin yeah. with.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, I'm just I'm looking at the the terrain too. It looks like a bunch of uh, park benches. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Just and I'm even... I'm a
1: little bit put. I'm a little put out too because though it looks like they're fixing to the change how they release this stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, previously it was you had all that that terrain with the sisters and the towel, so you had everything you needed in the box i don't think that's going to be the case here i think you're going to get the figures and these little knickknacks and i think this terrain is going to be sold in, in a separate box um yep yeah like a and kill zone. there would be yeah and there would be no way i'd buy that like because you could you don't need that to play the game True. so i i mean i, I don't know yeah. I like dual purpose train or multi-purpose train and this just mm. not fit right. It. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I agree. I, I think just the, in general the the kill team release was was okay. people that like kill team, mm-hmm. I'm sure were really excited. Um, you know it, it is what it is and I don't necessarily have any complaints. it just wasn't wasn't super thrilled with it. Um, and then but the, af- right after the kill team announcement they had the very last one for to close out uh, Warhammer Day which was about the old, old world. And, you know, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it. Um, they showed off the, the Bretonians, which, you know, for anyone that, that played the original, I'm sure this is a big nostalgia trip for a lot of people. Um, models looked good. Um, you know, any, any standouts, of course, the the Lord on Pegasus I thought was probably the the best looking model. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. rest of them were, were good. Um, they were fine. I think this is more of a nostalgia play, which is the point, but, I did see that there's been a leak uh, that, and they said at the beginning of the year, and I did see a leak that the Old World would be coming out in February of 2024. So uh, mm. I don't know how confirmed that is, but I mean, I, they, they tweeted that and I think took it down. So anyone that's um, excited about Old World, I'm sure they're going to be showing off more in the next couple of months, I would think. More different armies, more more stuff. They're going to have another pre- preview next month they've already said so um my guess is that they'll go more into old world and maybe even show off more age of sigmar stuff that they in Warcry and things like that that they didn't show during warhammer day so um lots of cool news lots of cool models with warhammer day very exciting hopefully we will get to see more in the in the months to come but uh we will be sure to react of course to all the new stuff coming out in the near future let's skip over now to the next segment, which um, was recent news that came out this week around the meta watch. And we've talked about the meta watch every so often. Um, Number one, I think like I always come up with these made up rules, dad hammer rule number 34. Um, And I think last week was 70, 73 or 70 dad hammer rule number 34. Don't ask me to, to reference it in the future, but it's don't chase the meta which is not my rule. Everybody says that, but I, I mean, the main reason is that whenever we talk to, to new players and they look at these statistics for, they, they release this big chart to show which armies are the, uh, are winning all the time, which ones are losing all the time, or at least at the, 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 biggest amount of percentage loss and win rate. And they say, Oh, well, I don't want to play that army. And the reality is I remember not, not just one month ago, my leagues of mm-hmm. Votan, my precious, wonderful leagues of Votan were in the 30% range for win percentage, feeling, feeling the burn. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they made a couple of changes. They changed the points value, lowered the points. And, you know, that's a, that's a pro and a con because now I no longer have 2,000 points of Votan. I have 1,500. So now I can't feel <laughs> the 2,000-point army, but that's Okay. Um, but they lowered the points and then changed a couple of rules for their judgment tokens and all of a sudden they're like in the top they're in the top three you know so it it went from yeah. bottom to top and so i always just like to preface whenever there's a new meta watch to, to especially for anyone listening that is a new player just getting into 40k take take all this meta watch stuff with a grain of salt find the army that you like play that and don't, don't worry about all this. You just, just go with it. This is for the elite level players that uh, are way beyond anything that the folks on the show do. I mean, these are tournament level people that are, are min maxing their armies all the time. So mm-hmm. all that said, um, fairly big shakeup in the metal watch. And, you know, I, Steve, I, I know you, you were really interested in this when it came out, any, any major takeaways from looking at this list and and things that you saw?
1: <laughs> Who would have seen Orcs number two? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> but I think the more important takeaway is, is, you know, that first Meta watch was way out of whack. Yeah. I mean, and the, the swing was so huge. I mean, now the lowest percentage is 44%. The highest percentage, and this is win rate, is 57%. Man, that's that's about as Mm -hmm. good as you can get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're everything. I just counted it out and looked at it. Um, 13 factions are between the 52% and 48% win rate. So you're talking, you know, plus minus 2% at at being 50, 50. And that's over half the factions. So I, I think it means that, the game itself and this last balance, um, it puts it in a healthy spot. Mm-hmm. Everything is as even. I really think right now what you're seeing, this is player skill. I think mm-hmm. it, it feels like you could really take an army if, if you knew what you were doing and probably push. I think you could push your car up the line if, if enough people played it, yep. um, if enough, if enough people learned it. Um, I just think that some of these, you know, maybe some of these that are at the bottom are just more difficult to play, which is weird because it, you know custodies plummeted, which is interesting, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think this like very, very narrow band is where the game needs to be, and I, I don't think anybody should really, well, I guess could, should, whatever, yeah, but. This is getting to be a, a, a fairly complaint-free zone as far as that goes. You know? <laughs>
0: well, okay. So <laughs> there's, a, there's always going to be somebody that's complaining. I mean I, I, as a, I mean, I play Orcs, Leagues of Votan, Chaos Space Marines. Um, looking Top five, we're waiting. Yeah. Right? Don't chase <laughs> but, I mean, the meta, he says. Exactly. But I also have <laughs> Space Wolves and Tyranids yeah, and Necrons. Scary. And those are towards the bottom. But, I mean, a month ago, Leagues of Votan were at the very bottom but that didn't stop me from wanting to play them. And I, mm-hmm. I almost look at this as a whenever I see an army that, that is mine at the time towards the bottom, it's kind of like an underdog story, you know, where, mm-hmm. and I was talking to someone uh, earlier today, it's like just because you have an army that is maybe in the 40% win rate, I mean, I, I liken it to a sports team, you know, just, you know, if you have a basketball or football team, if you walked into a stadium and someone told you, Hey, your team only wins 44% of the time. And my, my team wins 57% of the time. You'd be like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, we've we got a chance here. Yeah, of course you have a chance. Everybody has a chance. Yeah. It's just a matter of what, you know, uh, the, the old adage, uh, any given Sunday, you know, for a football, but, Anybody can show up and, and have an amazing game. Just because you have the best players or the best stats doesn't always mean that you're going to win. It, it all comes down to being the best general. So, you know, Lawson, I know as, as someone that really looks at a lot of strategy and strategic points with uh, all the armies you play, I'm looking at Thousand Suns, of course, that are right there in the middle of the pack. My, my question to you for someone that I guess you're the, you're the veteran amongst all of us. You played the longest. <laughs> my question to you here is, you know, you've, you've been in, in different spots on this chart, but looking at a thousand sons army, where do you think is going to be the biggest make or break kind of moment? What if, if, if a new player, especially, or even a veteran is right in the middle, where should they be thinking? Should they be thinking to, field a, a little, be a little more cavalier with their choices or should they be less risk averse like where where do you kind of see this playing out with armies that are in the middle of the pack
2: well first first i would like to uh as as you did earlier drop a little bit of a teaser for for, for all present uh you mentioned don't chase the meta and pick the armies you think is cool it's funny you mentioned that there actually is an article that will be coming to the website shortly that talks all about that. So mm. there's there's a little bit of that. Excellent. Yeah. Very um, nice. To answer your question, though, if you're kind of in the middle. Well, so first and foremost, it's a dice game. At the end of the day, it's You can you can play Eldari and still lose because you just rolled really bad. Mm. It's it's very possible. Uh, for instance, I think the sisters of battle were pretty low on the scale before this most recent data slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sisters of battle were not super great; they were okay, and they they won the tournament in Tampa this yeah. this past tournament. So yeah, I saw that. It's you know it, it could it could go either way. It, it, again, it would definitely come down to use a general. The mission that you pulled can sometimes make a difference. Uh, the the dice rolls positioning it it comes down to a lot of different things. If you're kind of in the middle, there's a really good, you're kind of in that safe zone. So you could maybe if you wanted to, you know, at the end of the day, do what you think is cool. I play thousand cents, right? If I just wanted to run just one character and an army of Zongors, I don't, I don't technically think I could, but you know what, if I wanted to, why not? Is it, is it gonna work is it technically the best decision it's a terrible decision but
1: if i want to do it because it's
2: fun i should do it because it's fun this, yeah. is, this is it's a hobby it's not a you know this isn't a professional sport some people might view it as a professional sport but for the vast majority of us who play it's not a professional sport it's a it's a fun game we get together and play with our friends and mm-hmm. Do, do cool stuff like magnus for instance i i love magnus i think he's such a cool character and in in ninth edition to be honest he was he was pretty bad he was just not good he was too big and you could shoot him turn one if you just got really unlucky i actually uh, david you and i had that happen a couple times you've almost blown magnus off the board turn one um in yep. old ninth edition it, yep. it's
0: it's tough it's not good um, but intense. one of the one of the coolest models, though, like in yeah. all of 40K, the thing is that Magnus is one of the most majestic, yeah, just most imposing. It's up there to me, like facing a, a Chaos Knight model that our, our mm-hmm. friend Bill brings to the table. I'm just thinking, oh, man, I'm going to die. Like as soon as I, as a Chaos Knight uh, or any type of knight, large characters on the table, I feel the same way about Magnus. Like if I'm playing orcs and I'm like, all right, here comes an orc boy to you know, smack your toenails and like <laughs> Magnus just looks like he's just going to destroy him immediately by looking at him. Well, that's
2: uh there, there's this really cool ability called a gaze of Magnus. It's totally okay. a thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just do, do what's cool. Magnus obviously got a lot better in 10th with some of the reworks and changes, but if you, if you think a, a strategy is cool, you should do that strategy. You never know. You, you really just, you never know until you try. And it could be one of those things that, you know, maybe it's a really dumb idea to run 60s on goers and Magnus, right? That's probably terrible. But mm-hmm. ma- maybe I do it just for fun and yeah. maybe it pans out. Mm-hmm. You really just don't know. So if if you're like the vast majority of us, just go out there and have fun, you know? Pick pick something that you think is cool. Uh, like Steve, when we did the combat patrol, he brought Terminators, or it wasn't a combat patrol. We did a really small one thousand point game. Yeah, that's he brought right. the Terminators and a Land Raider, just because he was like, I've I've always wanted to run this Land Raider, and it would be super cool. So yeah. you know what I mean. Just have have a good time. That's that's what this is about. It's go out there and have a good time. You've got models that you invested your time and effort and money into. Just.
1: <laughs> have fun with the game. Play them jokers. Yeah, have a good time.
0: Yeah, I um and and looking at the, you know, just the the overall standings of all of this, I feel like the and I was I was watching the commentary and I know it doesn't sound exciting, but if anybody who's listening to this is really into this game like we are, I highly recommend you go to either the YouTube channel or to the website, the Warcom site and watch the rules commentary. It's about 20 minutes long or so where uh, Nick is talking to Stu, the, the, the guy on the, that does the, the rules, um, just going back and forth. And he's, I mean, it's all here in the article for the most part. But one of the mm-hmm. things that I thought was really interesting is just thinking about and listening to him talk through how they make decisions and changes to to, to try to balance the game out. And you can see this sweet spot. It's a pretty narrow sweet spot it's mm-hmm. not like it's a 25 to you know uh 65 win rates what they're targeting No, they they're targeting something really really tight and the mm-hmm. fact that they can have all of these different factions all the data sheets and all of the um the different components to making this game and it's still a dice game and they still manage to get out the majority of the armies where everybody no matter what army you pick you feel like oh, I'm, I'm gonna have a good time you know and one of the things that, that Stu said on that video, which I thought was super interesting, which is one of the reasons I love this game so much, and Age of Sigmar is no different, where the game is, is almost like a puzzle when you're building your army lists, whether it's through the Warhammer app or Battlescribe, or you're just using you know pencil and paper with the codex, but whether you're you're picking one unit versus another, okay, if I if I pick, you know, this mm. this character and this is gonna be a leader for this group and come okay, and put those guys over here and then I've got well wait a minute, now I wanna take this vehicle <laughs> and it's a little more expensive and it's oh this thing is four hundred points. I don't know if but man, but what if I took a three hundred and fifty point and it's that whole thing and you and you second guess yourself forever <laughs> and then you get on the table <laughs> and you find out, you know what, I'm just whatever. I this has taken up so much time to math all of this out, but that's the appeal, uh, to me is the the puzzle. It's it's I, I look at when we're when we're playing a, a two thousand point game, especially where there's so many puzzle pieces on the table, and then instead of and I'm gonna butcher this analogy, but instead of having all the puzzle pieces and you know, and I'm in the midst of trying to put them all together and then someone takes half of them and just throws them out the window. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm not making that puzzle anymore. Um, but I'm going to make a new puzzle and I'm going to force them yeah. to fit together now. But I every single time you play, it's like you're putting together multiple puzzles. And to me that is the biggest appeal of this game for for, for someone who loves the actual tactics and strategy and feeling like the general of, a, of an army. I always thought that was really cool. So, um I don't know. I'm I'm encouraged by this metal watch. I think that they they could probably make some other changes. And I I'm curious, you know, what uh, what if and if anything they would do to bump up Drakari or to reduce? They've already they've already nerfed Aldaria a little bit. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't play either of these factions, but I'm just wondering what kind of changes they would make. Uh, would they just bump up the points cost? to To make the army, like you know, have less models on the table, would that make them more uh, the easily easier to kill? I I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I I think you just need maybe at the moment more people playing Mm Drukhari. I mean, I I, it looks. I was looking at the list and the army. So I kind of when I talk to people that are interested in in new new factions and stuff, I always look at them like, all right. I feel like this is a technical army. This army is a sledgehammer. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think there, there are just, there are nuances that make some armies just easier to play. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just don't, not quite so complicated. And if you look through the list, they're just really sprinkled out in no particular order. There's, you know, difficult, a uh, difficult army here. There's an easier army to play here. So I feel like the rule sets are Okay. If everything is really distributed like it is, and in such a narrow bandwidth, you know, yeah, um, my, my my guess is is that just I don't know. Maybe people put their Jakari from Ninth on the shelf, and not as many people are playing them. Maybe it's a more expensive army to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, I am talking like financially, mm. and and that might be a a sort of linchpin. Some armies are just cost more the field. Yeah. Because the the kits are more expensive. There are more models, etc. So maybe that's a portion of it. Maybe there's nothing wrong with the rules. It just maybe not enough people are playing
0: them. I mean it, it, it could be. Uh but you know I'm looking at orcs at the very top and uh-huh. orcs, I mean I've I've got around three thousand points of orcs. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's if I put two thousand points of orcs on the table, it's like a hundred and something models. So they're not right. they're not necessarily expensive um, per se because you can get a, a box of ten orc boys for relatively cheap, and they're mm-hmm. they're easy to put together, relatively easy to paint. Um, but the the orcs, you know, I, I remember when I first started playing Age of Sigmar, and I picked Skaven because I like I, I like um, earthy type of of armies so you know dwarves Mm -hmm. orcs space wolves are kind of grizzly guys in the snow and orcs are very neanderthal and then you've got skaven which are in caves and hollows and things like yeah exactly (laughs) rats um but they are skaven i thought would be an easy army to play just like orcs okay Mm -hmm. well it's a horde i got a bunch of stuff and i'm just gonna sprint it up the field and smash into the other army that's basically orcs it's really not um Mm -hmm. you know there's some nuance to them but for the most part it's a fun army to play because it doesn't really require you to think too much you need to be close to Mm -hmm. stuff to keep them alive but that's really about it with skaven and i don't want to get it too far away from the meta watch thing but with skaven it is and i've said this before in our show it's one of the most difficult armies turns out i i I didn't know this going into it one of the most difficult armies to play in age of sigmar because That they are so easy to kill they're even easier to kill than orcs and they just kind of popcorn off the board and you, (laughs) you have to keep so many models close to them and you have to have all these contingency plans and and auras around them just to keep them viable so um you know i i would say that steve you know your your theory about number of models honestly it could be anything because you look at Custodes, yeah, That's true custodies yeah. are down there and they're an elite army yeah you know? they have very yeah. few models yeah. so yeah I, I i think that that warhammer in general is is so unique and yes you have to put together models and paint them and there's tons of work that goes into it but once you get to the point where you're fielding an army this kind of stuff just as a as a you know, a little bit of a, well, a lot of a bit of a nerd. But when I look at this mm-hmm. and look at all the stats, I just think it's so interesting. And you get into the little nuance of each army and, and what's going to make an impact. So um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do next because are they going to try to get there? Obviously, they're highlighting in red, you know, three different factions. Mm-hmm. So Aldari and Orcs, they're going to do something. I would assume Orcs, they might just jack up the points cost a little bit because they don't want to mess with the rules too much. Um, Aldari, they might, you know, knock them down a little bit, which would, of course, put Leagues of Votan at the top. That's what everybody wants. So <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what and, we're all looking uh, for. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Um, you know, but there's there's a couple of options here that they could do. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do next. I think the next data slate, uh, They they announced it towards the end. Uh, But they they did talk about how that 10th edition is in a relatively healthy place, but January 2024, it's crazy to think that January is almost upon us, but January uh, in the next few months is when they're going to have the next balanced data slate, which will, they will announce uh, points changes, rules changes, balanced, you know, things to, which will of course impact the next metal watch. So a lot of cool stuff very interesting hopefully we can get some games in yeah uh now that uh the leagues of votan are of course not at the very bottom i got to i got to figure out how to field 2000 points i got to <laughs> go get some more uh, i guess i don't know buy more dwarves i know but i i want <laughs> i want like a, a dreadnought i want a dwarf dreadnought or something uh, that would be kind of cool A giant votan head with legs on stilts and they could be like the admec true be matching normal size (laughs) brutal brutal well uh on that note (laughs) that's that'll be uh that'll be the end of this episode of uh dad hammer bolters and booze while i go cry in my my cocktail after that (laughs) harsh harsh comment by lawson but put some put
1: some salve on that burn
0: yeah (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for your time, attention, and your service, Medicaid Steve. Thank you, Chief Librarian Lawson. This is Dad Hammer, and we will see you next time for boulders and Booze. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers.